Mason and Ireland, we are live from the UCLA Health Training Center. Hey, you it, got I'll it. I'll get it right since Luke Walton is sitting right here. Yeah, and see, Luke's, <laughs> Luke's an Arizona guy, and he even calls it the UCLA Health Training Center. Oh, there you go. Hey, Luke, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We we are excellent. Uh, I am I am preparing for a magical Lakers run, Luke. I don't you know I don't mean to put the cart before the horse, but I feel very good about tomorrow night and moving forward. But I'll start here. You and I have talked a lot about the fact that this team's not going anywhere unless they play defense as a group. Mm-hmm. Offensively, as I've been talking to Mason about, you guys have actually been really good. Offensively, you can score when you need a basket. I think the reason you've lost eight out of eleven more than anything else is defense first of all do you agree with that yeah our, our defense is slipping has slipped right uh, in the last few weeks is there something in common in all these games is there is there a repeatable thing about the defense that needs to get fixed above all else um the the intensity of the way we've been playing ha- has slipped and i've kind of um in in taking some time over the break and watching and reflecting on it i just it feels like with all the adversity we we went through in that first half of the season, um, injuries, suspensions, whatever else, um, off court stuff, uh, we just it, it felt like we ran out of out of gas, and, and it takes a lot of effort to play defense. And um, <clears throat> you know we were given that effort for most of the season. That's why we've been a top ten team and been able to rely on our defense. And it slowly started to to get away from us and uh, we've addressed it um, and I expect that 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 won't be an issue going forward how much uh, of a factor has missing Lonzo been uh, in terms of defensive efficiency for you guys Uh, he's huge Uh, a lot of people don't talk about what he means to our defense but he was really starting to do a a heck of a job of picking up teams point guards full court turning them Uh, he has size and strength uh as far as being able to fight over pick and rolls, which is so much of today's NBA, uh, great, great instincts for getting deflections and, uh, you know, losing him at the, the time we did, which was kind of leading into the end of this first half of the season. Uh, it, it was a big part of, of our defense dropping. Matter of fact, he turned an ankle against Houston, who yeah. you're going to play again tomorrow night. Saturday will be five weeks. I know that this is a better question for Marco Nunez, your trainer. But you talk to Marco every day. Yeah. How close is Lonzo? Well, he he's not on the court yet. So to me, that's you're not very close if you're not okay. if you're not out on the court playing. So um, you know, we always um, you know prepare for for the worst and hope for the best. So we're we're prepping for going forward for however long we need to without him. And, and then we, we you know we'll be hopeful and grateful when when he's able to go and join us. But. Uh, he's not on the court doing doing uh, basketball stuff with us yet. Uh, you're playing Houston tomorrow night, and James Harden has been one of the most explosive players in the league. He's got that step back or that slide step three. Uh, is that a, a shot that you can defend? How do you tell your yeah, guys? Yeah, what do you to tell those guys on, on how to guard him? Um, don't foul. First of all, don't foul. I mean, that's the number one thing. He it, it, he's got he's he's turned into. Uh, a master on the offensive end. So whether you know he makes or misses that step back going to his right, um, you can af- affect it a little bit. But it's when he gets nine free throws out of those plays, trying to block. You're not going to block it uh, enough to where it's worth uh, aggressively jumping at him. So our top priority is not fouling him, uh, making him work, uh, wearing him down. 
putting multiple people on him, giving him different looks so he doesn't know, he doesn't get a feel for how we're playing him all game long. Um, and, you know, players like him and, and top players in this league, that's that's what the best you can do. Kyle Kuzma had a good weekend. He was the MVP of the Rising Stars game. And one of the reporters asked him, what are what have you been focused on this year? He said, one thing I've been focused on is being a better leader, developing some leadership mm-hmm. skills. Has he done that, in your opinion? Has he, yeah. Is he more vocal? Have you noticed it? Yeah, he's, he's great. He's one of our more um, vocal players. He doesn't always say the right thing, but at least he's, <laughs> at least he's saying at something. At least he's saying something, yeah. which is, is, I mean, that's part of the progress. That's what we, the process. We want him doing that, and uh, we want all our guys doing it, but he's really done a nice job of accepting that, um, embracing that challenge. Uh, I told him after uh, he won the MVP, I said, look, you know, it's whatever. It's a, it's an all-star game. It's not, uh, you know, it's not that big of, of a, of a like congratulations for getting it, but look at the growth you've had from last year to this year. Cause you told us all last year, you were going to come in and dominate that game and you there went you in go. and you yeah. didn't, and you didn't really do much in the game. And, and now a year later and more experienced and, and mature, he went into that game, and no one plays defense, but he won MVP and and, do, and and really dominated, which is what he talked about last year. He didn't say a word about it this year, and he just went out and got it done this year. Um, that last loss to Atlanta was uh, was hard, um, and it came shortly after that whole trade deadline thing. How difficult was it for you as a head coach to sort of navigate rumors and all that stuff that was going on? It's not difficult, um, you know. I have a very open, honest dialogue with the with the players and relationship with our guys. Um, so, as far as navigating it, I just put it out there and say, "Look, this is what we talked about. We know there's always going to be other stuff going on. It's why we all year long we worry about our group, and that's it." And uh, now that's the easy part of it, navigating it. Now it's it's you know human nature comes into play and and emotions come into play. So uh, even though we navigate it the way we do, it still affects uh, a group, you know, and it affects individuals different. It affects, you know, a group different, the dynamic, whatever, for every team out there. It's just the way it works. So, um, you know, it's something that we we go through as a group and, and hopefully we get stronger from going through that as a group together. But that's behind us now and, uh, you know, no one should be looking back at that. We should all be focused on what we got got ahead of us. What was it like for you to be the coach for Rondo when he hit that game winner in Boston? And it was such a surreal scene that a guy who had had that much success there, you played in that rivalry yeah, against him, yeah. and then to to watch it literally flip on its head. What was that like from your seat? It was awesome. I mean, there's. You know, as a coach, you're always just worried about your team getting better and, and whatnot. You, a lot of times during the season, you don't have the time to kind of look at the, the bigger, uh, you know, the bigger picture of, of the game uh, until after the season. But that was a moment that, that hit right away. Uh, him being a championship point guard, uh, coming back with the Lakers, and uh, in, in a game we really needed to win. Um, that was, that was, you know, seeing his son out there with him afterwards. It was right. all just like the most. Well, did you see the video of, of him before the game? He hit that shot with his son from that exact spot right before the game. ESPN no. somehow had a camera on it, and then they put the two videos together. And so for his son, he'll remember it for, I don't know how old his son is, but he'll remember it for the rest of his life. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, 
you know, it was it was something that was 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 very special, and it was it was a lot of uh, a lot of fun to coach that and, and to be a part of that. And you're right, him and his his son Pierre, who you know he has around a lot. Um, they got a great relationship for them to be able to experience that and that moment uh, is awesome. You know, all those uh, really super hardcore uh, insider basketball people that uh, we deal with on a regular basis are now saying that uh, this is the point in the season when LeBron takes over uh, and goes into sort of playoff mode. Well, is that your expectation? Um, I mean, he's he's been pretty good all season long. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is my first year coaching him, but he's, I mean, he... he, he Statistically, he's as good as he's ever met. Yeah, yeah. He, he gives us a great chance of winning uh, every game. Um, you know, and that's not taking anything away from our other guys. We, we love what they do for us, too, but, you know, I don't, you know... He dominates games already, so we'll see. We'll see what what, what you know how the, these twenty five play out. But um, I have no complaints with with the way that he's he's playing. <laughs> I right tell now. people, Luke, people people say to me all the time, "This is my first season calling his games," and people say, "Is there anything about LeBron that surprised you?" Which is a weird question because you know, well, he's generally considered the best player in the world. He's even a better passer than I thought yeah. he was until I've seen it up close. And so you, that was your game when you were in high school and college. You were known as the best passer on the floor. Did he surprise you at all? Is he? Did you have that same reaction that I did? That it's even until you see it, you yeah. don't realize what he's doing. I did um, because I knew he was a brilliant passer, but <clears throat> coaching him and, and, and seeing the way that he's reading the floor—it's not just the ability to put, uh, you know, the pass right into the shooter's pocket. But he has that same ability that you know the all-time elite point guards have had. Uh, yeah, it's know, almost where, like a football quarterback. It, it, he throws is. the ball to where the guy hasn't gone yet. Yeah, and he's yeah. reading. He's reading the whole defense. So a lot of times it looks like a simple pass, and it is. But it's doing that, like you said, a quarterback checking down the list and then just hitting the open man. And because of that, that makes it that much more impressive. Um, the, hey, by the way, does, did watching Phil coach Kobe help you coach LeBron? You ever see that in your head? Do you? I mean, coaching great players is is obviously something that you hope you get to do if you're a head coach. Yeah. But but um, you know, your dad's in the Hall of Fame. You played with uh, you know Powell and Kobe, who are perennial all stars. Does that ever go through your head? You ever hear things? You ever hear yourself saying things Phil said? Uh, yeah. Well, I think the experience helped for sure um, yeah. it, because coaching is. Is like parenting in a way where you know you don't. Once you get to know your your kids, uh, your players, whatever it is, um, they're not all. You don't treat them all the same. Like right. there's different ways. To, they react to, to different yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, experiencing eight years of you know Phil and Kobe uh, and what that relationship was like and freedom that Kobe had that the rest of us didn't have and being okay with that. Um, I think has definitely helped prepare me for for what we're doing. You know, one of the struggles, obviously, with the with the team is free throw shooting. Um, I have been challenged to go out on the court today and uh, shoot fifty percent on twenty free throws. He'll never do it. I will absolutely do it. Luke. I can promise <laughs> no, you. No, I, I believe you. Yeah. But where it gets tricky is, is it's like I'm imagining what it's like for uh, you know a PGA golfer standing over a putt when there's I mean. The, he did it last probably, year, Luke. He made two of twenty. <laughs> so, then, so then imagine putting twenty thousand fans <laughs> yeah. in the crowd and, and, 
and now we're shooting bad, so now it's kind of in people's heads. So it, it gets the mental part of it. I think for for athletes, are you know our skill level at where we're at is where uh, you know where it gets a little. more. But what do you do? What can you say? What, How do you coach? Free throw shooting. Oh, you've probably if if it's out there, you've probably tried oh, you've it. Tried right? it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we do them in between every drill. Now we we blast booze over the loudspeakers. Uh, you know, we we brought it. We bring in meditation guys, not for free throws, but you know, just for the idea of being able to relax your yourself and have more control of your brain. Um, so you're bringing in meditation guys. Tell me about that. But not that. for free throws. I no, mean, we, no, just We've been generally. doing that for two years. Yeah, we work with this guy, Andy, who runs Headspace. It's a meditation Oh, yeah, app. Headspace is a great app. Yeah. yeah, so he comes in about once a month and leads the group in meditation, uh, something I got from Phil, playing with under Phil, uh, that I loved. And I've been you know meditating you know ever since those days it's so hard isn't it? it yeah but it gets easier yeah it, it, you're the able you to kind of control yeah. your your breathing and in, in stressful situations um so you know we got all the players the the app and they're encouraged to use it and um then we get we bring him in to lead a guided one right once a month. no that's cool uh, hey thank you for doing this man yeah, yeah really thanks, appreciate man. you coming up hey by the way how's your dad doing uh i heard he ate a live uh lit cup he did cake. he uh, did what yeah. You didn't see it? No. He, he ate a lit. candle on top of a cupcake lit. He put it in his mouth and yeah. ate it. So it sounds like he's doing awesome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see me. Good luck tomorrow. And Thanks a lot, Luke. Appreciate right. you coming by. Yep.